Let's get into college football tomorrow. Let's start with Alabama and Texas. And let me pull up the odds, the lines right now. It's still up, and it's a 20.5-point spread. Bama, 20.5-point favorites on the road, as they should be. 65.5 is the total. If you want to just go with Bama on the money line or use them as a parlay piece, good luck, because they're minus 1,400 on the money line. Texas, are they back? Plus 800 on the money line. Anything for you in this game? Because I hear a lot of people that like Texas, and I have to shut them down immediately. I mean, no. I, I mean, I do have something, but I don't, I don't like Texas. I mean, sometimes trends mean something. Yeah. Trends! Yeah. And a lot of the time, uh, like last night, they are not very useful. This trend, for example, is maybe the most useless stat or most useless trend. Texas leads the all-time series with Bama, 7-1-1. One, and one. Hook them horns. Yeah. No shot that means, oh, almost cussed. A damn thing to me. I, I don't know if I, if I couple God with damn. I don't know. I'm not sure if that, that's like a no-go or that's what. That's a big no-no. Is it? Yeah. Just for the Catholics? Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. I don't. I, you hear me use it all the time. <laughs> I mean, like, if you want to keep your job on the air, the FCC might come looking for you. Okay. Well, the last <laughs> time these two teams played in the regular season, it was 1922. Yeah. Uh, last time uh, past that, 2010, when Bama beat them in the Natty, 37-21. I said this today on uh, Rochester because they asked me about this game. Of course I said they did. there's no game, there's no number yeah. that could exist, even with Texas in Austin, for me to take Texas. There's you, just none. I mean, so I get why people. I, I get it's a really high, high number, and, and there is a game of the year that I have bet against Alabama this year, Tennessee. We'll talk about that later. Obviously, weeks later, games in October. Near my birthday, if anybody wants to take me, Alan Bell. But I just think, okay, so the number does seem a little high. I do get why people would back Texas. I'd probably want 21 and a half, 22. I'd want more than three touchdowns. I want more than three possessions in this game. Look what Bryce Young did last week without, um, they didn't really show a whole lot. Like, I want to see more Gibbs. We'll talk about that because yeah. I know we both like him maybe as a uh, dark horse Heisman candidate. Yep. Although, is he a dark horse? I've heard like 15 people on TikTok give it out now. His central Florida's off there. Good, thank God. Uh, so, Bryce Young last week. Scored or led Alabama, I should say, to an offensive touchdown to touchdown on the first nine drives against the fighting Jordan Love Utah State. Six total touchdowns, five came through the air, looked really damn good. And they didn't even have to use Gibbs. I think that we're gonna see a little bit more of Gibbs, especially as yeah. a pass catcher. I mean, he's he could run every single route that a slot wide receiver can, and he's also one of the top backs in the nation. Didn't really use him against uh Utah State. Nine touches on the ground. And he had uh, 4.3 yards after contact. Just one catch in the passing game. I do think they're going to use him a little bit more. And then Bama, my only question mark with them, because I think they're, they're going to go undefeated and probably Same. win it all. I know that's you know not really going out on a limb. The offensive line wasn't great, though. I don't know that I want to see Bryce Young leaving the pocket you know, four times, scrambling for 107 yards, even though he can do it against a team like Texas. So we'll see if they clean that up a little bit. And then defensively, I know that there's some question marks about the uh, secondary. All their corners... Like, they all were really good. They were all rated really good. They, they all had pretty much similar coverage grades. Um, my favorite, obviously, being Kool-Aid McKinstry, because I think it's the best name in all of college football. Kool-Aid. Quinn Ewers looked pretty good. The mullet man from Ohio State. Two touchdowns, 225 yards. But also, um, I mean, look who they played in the game. And the other thing was, he was comfortable in the pocket all game. I think Bama's going to get after him. So yeah. I think if Bama is going to win this game and cover... You're going to see a lot of probably natural pressure, but I think they're going to blitz a lot as well because last year, you'll, or last year, last week, Ewers had two turnover-worthy throws, did throw one pick. He only had three, uh, three, three throws in that game, three dropbacks where he didn't have a clean pocket, and he got picked on one of them where he was throwing the ball on the run, but he looked pretty good. I think Texas is going to be competitive this year. 
But I'm not betting against no Alabama right now. Also, I think I, they win. I made a lot 20, of money doing three. this last year. I'm going to continue to do it outside of the number, which is 20 and a half, which I like. I also really like Alabama first half minus 14. That covered a ton last year, yeah. especially if you were thinking about maybe them taking their foot off the gas or a late, you know, late uh, game cover by Texas at home. Um, I'm totally fine with just taking the first half. Also, I really like the under 65 and a half full game. I know that there's been issues or question marks around the defense, like you said, for Alabama. I just don't see Texas scoring enough to get to that number. No, yeah. And and Alabama's going to be great defensively. Yeah. I, I never really had any concerns with their secondary because they're all five stars. And uh, Will Anderson's probably the best defensive player in college football in the last, what, five years? It's tough to say that. I don't know, man. That defense for Georgia last year was so, so good. good. Everybody. Two of those guys being on my team. Hopefully, at least uh, one of them sees action because I don't even think either of them are in the starting lineup for Green Bay this week. Arkansas State, Ohio State's the other game we have to preview. Wow. Um, 44 and a half is the number. 44 and a half point spread. Uh, the total is 68 and a half. Ohio State does not cover against my fighting Irish. They didn't really have to show a whole lot. A little worried about uh, Jackson Smith, by the way, because they haven't ruled him out officially, but I don't know if he's playing this week. They didn't need him to beat Notre Dame. C.J. Stroud still pushed the ball down the field, still threw for two touchdowns. The running game was the real deal against Notre Dame. And if they're going to be able to run the ball like that against Notre Dame, I'm pretty sure they're going to be able to run the ball against Arkansas State. Really quick, a funny story, or like funny, it's funny looking at this Arkansas State team. It's like the boulevard of broken dreams in college football. They have Butch Jones as their head coach, who if you know Butch Jones, he was at Tennessee, he was at Cincinnati, he was at Bama. Actually, as the special assistant when they beat Ohio State in the 2020 national title game. So he gets a head coaching gig here. And then their starting quarterback is James Blackman, who, as you remember, um, was I made a bet. Oklahoma uh, State? And and Florida State. Wow. When I lost my game of the year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lock of so, the week, lock, so, lock of the week. So yeah. I remember the lock of the week, lock, lock of the week. Yes, that was terrible. Yeah, he did have a nice little week one, though. He did. He did. My guy, uh, Champ Flemings, who transfers over from Oregon State, wow. had seven carries for 122 yards as well in that game. Uh, for me, it would be Georgia or nothing. You know, here, here's, here's the thing, though. I don't want to take Georgia. Or I'm sorry, Georgia. I don't want to take Ohio State here uh, to cover 45 points because the way that they ran the ball last week, let's say they go up four scores, which they probably will. It's Arkansas State. Do they just take their foot off the gas like they did against Notre Dame? Just run the ball, run the clock, bleed the clock in the second half. Staying away from that, but um, if there's any props available for Stroud or if uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba actually plays in that game, maybe go with something like that. Too big of a number for me in order to be interested in taking this bet. Same here. The other uh, top five team that we got in action with the big spread tomorrow is Georgia, who... I think I'm done betting against Georgia, especially after they made me all that money in the national title no game. No lot. I don't think there's anything on the board. Nothing on the board right yeah. now, but really quickly, just on that game, like Georgia, they lose all those guys on the defensive side of the ball. Doesn't matter. No, it didn't, right? Does not matter. And every tight end, like, are they tight end you now, I feel, as well? like Yeah. Jefferson, everybody, they're just able to make plays. And I had a little concern, I guess, with Stetson Bennett heading into the season. No concern now. Maybe there'd be... You know, because JT Daniels, everybody. People Could it were be betting, just that we're bad? Like the Oregon's just very bad. People. And that Stetson Bennett I, is going to be up and down? No. No, no I don't think I so actually, either. I, no, Stetson I Bennett so. is not going to be an NFL starting quarterback, no, right? No, we know that. But he's a hell of a college quarterback. Yeah. And he's not just a game manager. He could push the ball down the field. He could make plays Stetson with his Bennett, legs. Stetson he's Bennett, good. Georgia, or Alabama vintage A.J. McCarron. Stetson Bennett. I agree. He can make plays with his legs. Yep. Longer. 
He's more athletic. A, yeah, I mean, like, he had to earn that job. And JT Daniels, JT Daniels was one of the Heisman favorites going into the season last year. And Stetson took the job. Even when JT came back and he was fully healthy, couldn't take the job back. So I like Stetson. The team buys into him. I love all every tight end on that team. Bowser's great. Uh, it would be Georgia or nothing. But again, it's a huge spread probably when it comes back. It's not up right now. Uh, I only need eight more rushing yards, by the way, from Cunningham. Nice. Furman takes on Clemson tomorrow. Again, not on the board. I was on I was on in uh in uh Carolina, by the way, and they they were asking me about uh Cade Klubnik or DJ and pretty easy decision, don't you think? Well, I kind of wanted DJ. DJ seems like a nice enough dude. And I was what really high on DJ after he torched Notre Dame. <laughs> I, I, I like I like nice DJ. I like DJ because it was the, the first big game I feel that I've seen the last decade where Notre Dame actually pulled off an upset victory was beating Clemson, even though there was no Trevor Lawrence. And they beat DJ. Big win for my guy Ian Book, Saints legend. As Malik, there's my there 50 yards, baby. Nice. Um, so I want to see Cade though. We saw him for one drive. I try not to overreact. Five for six. But the, the difference is, so the looks crisp. He can roll out and throw across his body, and DJ cannot. See, and this is the thing. So with these like hyped up quarterbacks that would come out of high school, the five stars, you know, yeah. we used to, you'd be like, all right, well, he's got to sit for a year with a clipboard, and you would never get any film on him. But now with social media, with Huddle, and with YouTube, like we've seen enough, Cade. And I saw enough after just that one drive. one drive. I felt like I was watching the same Clemson offense as I did all of last year. Where the defensive line, there's going to be at least three dudes taken in the first round. Defensively, yeah. they're going to be just fine. But I want to see Cade get the starting nod. It's not going to happen this week. He is doing some reps with the first team, I guess. But it's going to be DJ again. Um, I would probably only bet Clemson in this spot. I, I don't know a whole lot about Furman. I'm not going to lie. I do know that my Notre Dame fighting Irish take on Marshall. And I do know that Marshall is coming off a 55-3 to victory over the illustrious program over at Norfolk State. Do not care. And I know that my Irish covered the spread. Marcus Freeman made the boosters proud. Yes. They covered the spread. Everybody, including myself, bet against Notre Dame. And they actually covered the number. They didn't really look very good, though. No. Um, their defense does. And Marshall. So Marshall last year, they got five starters back. That's it on the offensive side of the ball. But they did average 33 points a game last season. I just I don't really know what to do with Notre Dame right now because they were really competitive. They're 8-1 and one against the spread in their last nine games overall. They beat the teams that they should. They just don't win big games, as we know. Yeah. Hopefully that changes under Marcus Freeman. But they got off to a nice little start. I think they kind of caught Ohio State by surprise. A little bit, So yeah. either Ohio State is much improved defensively and they're going to be like a top 10 unit this year. Or Notre Dame is just going to be terrible offensively. The second half, they don't put up any points. They don't score, and they only had 72 total yards. I know they were bleeding the clock because they wanted to cover the number it looked like yeah. and keep it close. I mean, Marcus Freeman told you that. He found out at the press conference. He said, wow, it's up to 17 and a half. We'll see about I'm, that. I'm going to use this as bulletin board material. And he did. I heard he told the team, don't even care if we win, guys. We just got to cover the number and screw over Horvat's parlay because <laughs> yeah. I really needed Ohio State. So they don't score in the second half. 72 total yards. Everybody, like all my Notre Dame buddies in my stupid group chat and the message board, which I'm a loser and I'm still on, they love Tyler Buckner. I don't know, man. 10 of 18 passing, 177 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. I feel, I feel like he did nothing. He, he can he move was, his legs a little bit. He's but okay. I like the under. The 50, under in the 50 game? 50 and a half. If Ohio State struggled to score at home, I'm not sure how Notre Dame's going to get cooked by the thundering herd. I'm really not. I think that Marcus Freeman wants to lead with defense. We... It's very mucky. Their offense is never potent. Doesn't it feel like a like a 21-6 kind 
kind of a game. No, it really does. And I could even see Notre Dame covering the number. I could see yeah. Notre Dame maybe exploding 20, against Marshall's defense. Tw- we'll call right? it a 27 six then. So there's a bet I want to place in this game. I'm wondering, so the total in the game is 50 and a half. Yeah. Notre Dame is a 20 and a half point favorite. And what you just said, so like if Ohio State was struggling to move the ball against this Notre Dame defense, which I had some concerns about the secondary, but they yeah. actually held up. Then again, they also played uh, Ohio State without their best skill position player. Right. But I kind of want to go team total under on Marshall. The only problem is it's not available yet. It's not up. And yeah, so, it, so it'll come out just tomorrow morning then? Yeah, so I'm probably right before kickoff. Tomorrow is a 2.30 p.m. kickoff or, you know, right away in the morning most likely. Yeah. So that's probably going to be my look. Anything around like, even if it's 13 and a half, I'd probably go under on Marshall. Yeah, But same. it should be a little higher than that. So that'd be my only look. I do think Notre Dame should be solid defensively. Marcus Freeman, obviously the former defensive coordinator at Cincinnati and Notre Dame takes over as head coach. He's got like 15 kids and he's like my age. God bless that man. Anybody that could put up with more than one, God bless you if you're listening at no home. Doubt. I have one, and wow, you guys gonna he's a have lot more? Are you guys going to have some more? I would, but I think we're done. And think, it's like, I'm not about I mean, it. Yeah, like my kid's nine now. Like, does he? I don't know. I'm nine. I, mean, I have nine years between me and my sister. I have 21 years between me and my sister. Well, you never know. She's, she's a freshman in high school Time now. Time to procreate. All right, let's talk more college football as we move over to a couple more matchups that we have. And right now, I can't hear myself. You can't? No. But now I can. All right, cool. Now I can. Sorry. Give me one second. It's all good. It's all good. We start out, Ryan, with Texas A&M versus Appalachian State. uh, Texas A&M's at home in College uh, Station. I almost said said College Statement. College Park, Bubba Sparks. Uh, College Park, Bubba Sparks. A&M, 19.5 point favorite. The total, 54.5. I'm going to keep this really brief. Because um, I've got some real analysis, and then I've got some narrative analysis. Okay. Uh, first and foremost, listen, top 10 team, A&M, they've got very high aspirations. Darling App State, who lost 63-61 on a failed last two-point conversion after scoring like 40 points in the fourth quarter, which is probably like 40 points in the fourth quarter, probably the craziest thing, wild game. That game was wild. Wild. Yeah. Uh, the question for me is how much can they score in A&M's defense? Not a ton, I don't think. But listen, UNC probably has the worst defense in all of college football. They are awful. I have no chance, no confidence that App State can score to that level on A&M. The line moved as much as six points on the total after that game ended and went from 49 up to 55. Yeah. BetMGM settles on 54 and a half. But AM had trouble moving the ball as well, which for me makes the under the play. 110 yards on 32 rushes, the AM had 31 versus basically an FCS level opponent, uh, Sam Houston State. I got a text. This is the emotional part. Got a text from my surrogate father, we'll your, call him. Your AM people? My AM peeps. And it was, uh, I was on my laptop, so sometimes the numbers don't show up. You know, they don't know who, who it is. Yeah. And he wrote, he wrote me, AM not to cover. And the under, always. And this is while it was halftime. And I'm like, hey, Mike, you could have told me and reminded me this. And then 31-0 to Sam Sam Houston. That is not cover. That is the under. To me, that is now pretty much, I could give you guys facts. I could give you guys fiction. But it's A&M not to cover. And it's the under pretty much every time. Yeah. And and I actually kind of like the under in this game as well. I was thinking maybe even because App State... I was hoping for like a really inflated total for them because Jay. I mean, Chase Bryce looked really good. Six touchdown passes. I yep. remember 
I uh, texted my cousin halftime of that game, and I was like, I think Chase Bryce might be the real deal. Six touchdown passes to six different receivers, so he spread the ball around. Can I they ask you a really question good. really fast? While Caroline, you're, yeah. While you're breaking this down, how do you watch them all? Like, you have four TVs, but do you just go quarter by quarter and change them every quarter? Uh, like, watch them all, like, live? I don't watch them all live. You I don't watch do them all live? Well, I try. like, no. Because you mean, said you were watching at halftime. Why were you watching this game at halftime? App State, Carolina? Yeah. The noon slate last week? I guess. Because that was the best. That was probably the best game in the Wasn't noon Wasn't Oklahoma slate. on at noon? Yeah, I watched them too, but I was only watching them for Dylan Gabriel over two and a half That's touchdown how I know passes, we were which he didn't give me. Forth, Instead, yeah. he was want, he wanted to run from. Uh, anyway, go back. Yeah, no, I mean, it's Carolina's defense looks terrible. Like, Awful. but but App State also not only did Chase Bryce have a day, they also ran for two hundred and eighty eight yards. Yeah, I just don't think they're going to be able to do that against A uh, and M. I think, and you can tell your uh, surrogate father, I think A and M is going to be really good in yeah. one year. I mean, this is the best recruiting class maybe in college football history that Jimbo just brought in. I just I don't know if this is the if this is the year for him. Haynes King, three hundred and sixty four yards. That was a career high, three touchdowns, but he also throws two picks. I I didn't know if they were going to cover. I didn't know if they were going to uh, score twenty one points in that game though. They got off yeah. to a really slow start. Really so if you slow. look at the box score, it looks like they blew them out because what was it thirty one nothing for A M last week. Yeah, but I mean, man, they they got but off it, to it a real ugly. slow start. They're good defensively. I worry a little bit about them offensively, but they do have some nice skill position players. Uh, next game on tap: Southern Utah taking on. Do you have Utah. any official play there? In that one, no. No. Okay. I'd be on the under with you, though. I have the under, and I have uh, App State plus 19 and a half. It's moved from 16 and a half to 19 and a half, so I like it at 19 and a half. Yeah, I like that as well. Uh, App State. So we move on to Southern Utah and Utah. I could be really quick here. Utah's at home. Bounce back after a tough loss in the swamp. Utah by 50, or I'm you're not going to hear from me on Monday. I'm going to be really nervous. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the same for me. I put multiple units on Utah to win the Pac-12. I put multiple <laughs> units on Utah to Utah's win total. Um, so we need them to just absolutely pound the kids. They did. Now, I will say this really quickly in defense. I mean, if I don't that see any lines available, though, for this game. Nothing up right nothing now. Nothing up right now. If that game was played in Utah, which, I mean, is a real, that's a top 10 tough place to play, I think, in the nation, then I think Utah wins that game. That game's played in the swamp like it was. Florida wins. Anthony Richardson was a video game yeah. last week. And it was a weird game for Utah because. Like, Utah, they just bled the clock. They moved the ball. Like, there was no explosive plays, though, for Cam Rising. I think that changes this week. And I'm not going to be too concerned because, well, Cam Rising didn't play the first three games last year because he was hurt as we get a fumble here for Louisville. But they started 1-2 and in non-conference play. It is still the Pac-12, and the Pac-12 didn't look very good other than USC. And Oregon State, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, So I'm not really concerned. I think they do win. They do cover. There's no spread right now. But I would only bet Utah in that game, especially because they're pissed off. It's a kind of a rivalry game. It's Southern Utah against Utah, so I think they win it. Uh, Hawaii plays Michigan. Hawaii's terrible. God bless Timmy Chang. God bless his soul. Good luck fixing that program right now. Michigan's going to continue to do this stupid quarterback battle, by the way, as well. Both guys are fine. Both I, I, It would only be Michigan. They may win this game. Here's the only reason I'm not going to bet it. Michigan could win this game by 28. They could win this game by 62. Here's another one where I want to bet Hawaii's team total under. Because this is not your typical Hawaii offense. This isn't Colt Brennan, Timmy Chang, putting up 505 passing yards, throwing six touchdown passes. Hawaii's awful. Awful. They're not even, like, I may not be able to stay up until 3 a.m. to watch them this year, you guys. That's how bad they are. They're terrible. But I will be fading them every week. Yeah, I haven't even seen, at 51 and a half, you know, that's, 52 that's, and a half. That, that's why I said they could win 52 nothing. Michigan could win 28 nothing. We don't even know who the hell is going to be the starting court. Or, well, we know who the starter is going to be. They're going to keep flip-flopping them. Yeah. But I don't know how long either guy's going to play for. I got to stay away. I got to stay away. Team total under on Hawaii if it comes up, though. I like that. I like that a lot. 51 and a half. No shot. 
and the total is 67 and a half. So it's going to be like so probably what, 14 and a half, maybe 13 and a half, maybe a little bit more. I'd still go under. I would Michigan go under looks too. so good defensively. Yeah, I would go under as well. That's actually a really good play. I like it. I like it. We just got to get it. We just got to get it on the board. Yeah. I'm, I'm checking right now. Still not up there. Uh, the last game that we got to preview this hour is Kent State taking on Oklahoma. As you know, I'm a little upset with Oklahoma. They look good. Same. Oklahoma look really good. But uh, I texted you last minute and I said, I got to play a player prop here. Dylan Gabriel over two and a half touchdown passes. I took his yardage as well. Did not happen. They, they just, just ran the ball a lot. Yeah. And they looked really good running the ball too. 45-13. They did cover the spread on Saturday. We should have just taken the spread. It was 31 points, though, against UTEP. They rushed for, like you said, they just continued to run the ball. 259 yards on the ground. We should have went with Eric Gray props, 102. Uh, his total rushing yards closed at 75 and a half. He went over 100, 102. 16 carries is all it took. Marcus Major, 54 rushing yards. Dylan Gabriel completed 15 and 23 balls, 233 yards. What do we need, 245? Yeah. He was like 12 short only mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. And then he had two touchdown passes. Ran for another couple, but uh, I went over two and a half. You know what I would do is I would take Oklahoma first half, minus 21. I think that they were last game, which was just a absolute sweat. I think yeah. they covered by half a point. I was on that. That was inside of a parlay. And it was like, I, it was an absolute. They started out very hot, which we saw him, uh, Dylan Gabriel, throwing the ball, them running the ball. Yeah, so felt good for. Felt good for the first half. So I'm um, not super confident at 33 and a half, although they should cover. I would probably take. Oklahoma minus 21. Same here. I actually like the first half look. Yeah. I'm going to add that actually as well. I mean, Kent State last year went 7-7. Seven and seven. They got blasted by Wyoming in the uh, Potato Bowl, and they bring back four starters from a team that went 500 and got destroyed by, again, Wyoming in the Potato Bowl. So I don't know that they're covering a spread against this Oklahoma team. And I actually faded Kent State last week against uh, Washington. It was a 23.5-point spread. It actually was a little bit of a sweat there in the fourth quarter, but they won 45-20. Washington actually looked pretty good. I mean, it looked like they were just going to run away with it. It was 31-13 and half. I yeah. turned it off, and then I'm like sweating for my life in the fourth quarter, which is typical of a college football Saturday. So I'm going to add that one as well, Oklahoma in the first half. We got more college football. Let's be honest. That's what we care about, and I got some bets for you. So we just talked App State A&M, oui. Southern Utah, Utah. Let's go to Baylor and BYU, where I actually flipped my opinion and bet this game. I was going to stay away. It's a two-and-a-half-point spread. You could uh, get the three, actually. Let me check what the price is really quickly for the peeps if they want the full field goal. So it's not up right now. It was minus 125 uh, earlier. It's a two-and-a-half point spread, though. Baylor on the road, two-and-a-half point dogs. Total in the game, 53-and-a-half. BYU on the money line at home, minus 130. Baylor plus 110. We found out uh, when I grabbed Baylor, the reason I did it, BYU rules out their two top wide receivers today, so no Puka and no Gunnar Romney. Who stole Zach Wilson's chick, by the way. It did. Uh, what are you doing in this game? Baylor won uh, this one matchup last season, 38-24. So to me, <laughs> it was always a suspect line, right? I saw Baylor as a three-and-a-half-point dog, and I know BYU is a tough place to play. But listen, you look at Baylor's defensive line, they're the real deal, right? Like that's That defense is a real-deal defense. Baylor's offensive line versus BYU's defensive line is probably my greatest question mark. Baylor does return four or five starters, including Connor Galvin, who's going to be playing on Sundays. Let's let's be honest. But Albany, they got walked. Twenty five percent pressures on dropbacks, yeah. six tackles for losses. I think that's a big issue. And BYU's front seven, no joke. Joke. They can make things very, very uncomfortable for Blake Shapin, who took over last year. He was awesome. 
They held US, uh, USF to just 109 yards rushing last week. Uh, the problem for BYU, like you said, they lose two receivers. Yeah. Um, Puka Nakua and Gunnar Romney. Uh, it's a problem because Baylor's secondary is okay. And now BYU's main uh, way of exploiting it is in question. So I like the under in this game, but I also like I like Baylor plus two and a half. Yeah, I was actually thinking, man, I was going to take BYU and I was going to take BYU on the money line, but losing your two top receivers in this matchup. And also, I'm a big Dave Aranda fan. I mean, I love him. He's the reason I keep joking about this, but he, I I really think he's the reason why Lincoln Riley went to the Pac-12. Probably. He was tired of getting the crap kicked out of him every single year. It's the one dude that figured out how to stop the Lincoln Riley offense. Oh, man. Uh, when he was uh, obviously uh, at Oklahoma, as I was a little distracted, we do get Tiafo uh, seven six in the first set, but also Louisville's not very good. No, um, they're not. We don't really know anything about Baylor's offense, so I do like Shapen, but you know they replaced most of their production from last season in the wide receiver and running back room. But man, Shapen looked really good. Yeah. Granted, it was you know against a cupcake team, but seventeen to twenty he went. Seth Jones, Ben Sims were the main targets. You were wondering who was going to step up, you know, in the receiver room uh, and the tight end room. But I really like Monterey Baldwin. I want some player props. I'm not seeing anything. He's the slot receiver. All the explosive plays pretty much week one came from him. He looks really, really good. Like, he could be a pro. So I might try to get some props if they're available. I don't know, though, because he's the number three receiver on the depth chart. So we'll wait and see on that one. I think we're going to get a lot of play action. Shapin last week, 4-4, using play action, had two touchdowns. I just... I do like them in this game and with the uh, with the injuries. Had to do it. I made the mistake of fading BYU week one. We'll see if it pays off. I mean, I, I thought Florida, South Florida was going to be at least a little bit improved. My gosh. Um, they just got killed on the ground. And Chris, Chris Brooks was great. 135 yards on just 13 carries. So I did bet Baylor, uh, and I took the two and a half points. Yeah, I'm going to do that as well. And I like the under, too. I was hoping for a three. We're not going to get it with the injury news, though. So. <sighs> I know. It was three and a half yesterday. Stanford, USC, I have a bet in this game as well. Oh, Ryan, we are going to get cooked. Louisville secondary is getting absolutely butchered right now. Central Florida, 20 to 7. Was that 60 yards they just went? Yeah. Brutal. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Stanford, USC, more excited for that than I am for the Louisville Super secondary excited. tomorrow. Uh, there's been some line movement. Let me check where this game's at right now really quickly. It's I eight and a half. S- yep, eight and a half, and the total, 66 and a half. 66 and a half. Uh, I'm doing nothing with the total. That seems about right. I grabbed Stanford. So USC, I texted you this last week. I said, I'm taking Rice. I'm not buying into the USC hype. I went under on their win total, nine and a half. I'm all about Utah and the Pac-12 and UCLA, actually, as well. Uh, thank God DTR figured it out in the second half. because I, yeah. I thought UCLA was getting beat week one. Anyway, USC, bunch of dudes. We all know them. Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, best wide receiver in all football. Caught two touchdowns last week. They didn't even have to use Travis Dye. What did he have, five carries in right. that game? Um, it was like a total running back by committee situation, too. Yeah, so they didn't have to show a whole lot, man. No. But also, is the defense for USC that much improved? Like, are they the real deal? What did they have, three pick sixes in that game? They had all those turnovers, all yep. those takeaways. They yep. I, I just, I don't know. Stanford hasn't been good the last four years, and that's me being nice. They've been awful. Uh, but I still like Stanford's program. I think they could turn things around here. And granted, it was against Colgate. They actually moved the football. Now they turned it over four times. You're not going to be able to do that against USC because, again, they had all those takeaways last week and took them for six. Can't turn the ball four times. To- turn the ball over four times, no. obviously, in this game. Uh, but they had 497 yards, and they only gave up 218. They controlled the clock, time of possession, 32 minutes to just 27.54. And Tanner McKee, who wasn't great last year, looked really good. He was 22 of 27, 308 yards, two tutties, did throw one pick. They had three fumbles in the game. 
I think this game is going to be more competitive than people are uh, I agree. giving Stanford credit for. I grabbed the eight and a half. I like Stanford in this game. USC by a touchdown, probably. They probably win the game, but I think Stanford keeps it close. So that's I, an official play for me. I think also the thing that's been interesting is just how many of these people who write about betting just love USC by multiple touchdowns. I feel like they're just kind of drinking the USC Kool-Aid a little bit, especially considering that you have Tanner McKee, who, like you said, wasn't great, but in the games that he was well, doing well, those were against top 15 opponents. And you've got Emmett Smith's son, EJ Smith, who's balled out, and then you put him under the bright lights of Los Angeles, even more of a possibility to me for a breakout. We know that USC is never going to play defense, because why? I don't know. Lincoln Riley's their coach, and they never play defense. And Rice had two long, sustained drives yeah. throughout the course of that game where you're like, how, how are you g- giving up this many yards? I'm not sure what you're doing. I think USC should win, but I do prefer, and I, I think that they win should win easily, but I like the plus eight and a half, but I actually prefer, and I know you didn't touch it, I actually prefer the over in this spot. I think that you've got one of those situations where, you know, USC is going to score a ton, and I think Stanford could score a ton, 66 and a half. We could see USC score, you know, 50-something themselves. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, uh... I, I I would love to see Stanford pull off the upset. Same, I'm, same. I'm a big David Shaw fan, and I mean Stanford. It's just been so. It's gonna awful. be a barn burner. It's been I think. brutal there the last couple of years. We'll see if they're competitive this year. Um, all right, we move over to next. We got Tennessee taking on Pittsburgh, and I was actually a little bit surprised by the spread. I do think it's a little inflated. I think ten. I mean Tennessee's rightfully so. Don't get me wrong, getting a lot of love because they look so damn good offensively. I like Hendon Hooker, but six points against Pitt, who just beat West Virginia. Now. Pitt's defense, I feel like it's going to be like a bend-but-don't-break situation. Everybody thought they are going to be a top-10 unit, and I still probably expect them to get there. But, man, I mean, uh, West Virginia moved the ball, and it wasn't just through the passing game. Like, they actually, going back, looking at that game, West Virginia um, had 125 yards. C.J. Donaldson did, their freshman running back, 125 yards on seven carries, and he also created four missed tackles. You don't see Pitt miss as many tackles as they did. They still made plays. They had eight tackles for a loss in that game. Pitt's defense did three sacks, seven quarterback hurries. They were getting after JT Daniels, but he was making plays, throwing the ball down the field a little bit as well. I worry about Tennessee's defense, which is why I can't lay the six. Yeah. So many missed tackles. And that was against a Mac team last week. Um, but they look really good offensively, and they're running that tempo offense. Oh, I like Josh Ryan, Heupel we got a, a missed field goal I here. I needed that. I needed that. It was distracting the hell out of me. All right, 14-7 Louisville. We need some points on the damn board, though. Goodness gracious. We got 4-14 to go in the half. Pitt barely got past West Virginia. My favorite win total early on was grabbing Pitt when it was 9.5 going under. under yeah. Closed at 8.5. A, a lot of people like Pitt. And, I mean, they're well-coached, don't get me wrong, but losing Jordan Addison, they lose Kenny Pickett, they, they changed their offense. They ran the ball 60% of the... Uh, 60% of the time, week one, they're going to be more of a running offense, not that tempo offense. And now Tennessee's running a tempo offense. I saw they ran tempo at 20.9 seconds per play. Tennessee also ran the ball 60% of the time. Oh I think they win. God. I just don't know that they do it by six. So where we left off, uh, Kentucky, Florida, and Chris Rodriguez is not going to be available for the second consecutive week. And if I had a Kentucky ticket, which I was holding off to see if he was going to be available, he got a DUI in May. Um, I thought he was going to be back for this game. Obviously, a pretty big game. They're taking on yeah. uh, Florida, Florida, who I just said. Yeah, of course. But so now, um, I don't know if I want to touch this, man. Smoke was not great. Their backup running back, 1.9 yard per carry. It was pretty much the Will Levis show. And like he was pressured the entire game, sacked a bunch. He did look really good, though. Targeted 12 different players. 
Tavion Robinson was awesome. He had an average of 22 yards per reception. So I think he could have a big week if you do find some player props. Kentucky's defense is really good. So I'm not saying they can't win this game. I'm not saying they can't cover the spread. Um, But man, uh, they don't miss too many tackles. I I don't know that I want to bet against Florida again, though, because Anthony Richardson's the real deal. I knew how good he was, but man, he was really good even against that Utah defense. He was really good off play action. Uh, Last year, though, he... It's, you said smoke average. How much per carry? 1.9. So uh, yard after. Uh, oh, yard after. after uh, contact. Uh, yard after contact. Got you. Yeah. Got you. And I'm a big, big, big Chris Rodriguez fan. I love C-Rod. Yeah. And. Uh, On the field. I don't know what he did off the field. Yeah. Back up. I'm going to wait and see why he suspended another game. Because I thought he was coming back. I mean, the NCAA is making the decision on this. I, I don't know. And backup running back, Ramon Jefferson, who's a senior. He tore his ACL in week one as well. So that's another player. He only had two carries for 10 yards. Pretty much like a running back by committee thing until uh, Rodriguez gets back. Just a, a big key issue. I don't know necessarily if this keeps me away. Who do you like? Who did you lean? In this I one? liked Kentucky. Well, I like. I still kind of do too. I still kind of. I still kind of like the number, and we might even get a bigger number. Well, then that's the thing. Like I feel like Florida's getting a bunch of respect, and rightfully so. They played a great game against Utah. Um, oh, here we but go. also, is that Malik? Yes. Yeah. There's my. Give me my bell. Over 50 yards rushing. I just dinged with you just for you. Uh, so, like last week, okay, so that was a really nice win for Florida. But yeah. again, I said if that game's played at Utah, Utah probably wins. I U- think so, too. Utah was able to move the ball. They just couldn't do anything once they got to the red zone, which is how they lose that game, obviously, throwing the uh, pick in the end zone yeah. just to crush my dreams of a comeback. So, they do give up yards. That's the thing. Florida's defense, even though they did look good and they did hold Utah Last week, I just, I don't know if I could do it. I'd probably still play Kentucky. Like, Kentucky gets after the quarterback. Yeah, their front seven's very mobile. They don't miss tackles. Um, I like their defense a lot. And Anthony Richardson really struggled against them last year. But again, I don't want to overreact to last year because Richardson was a freshman. He missed two games with an injury, and then he came back for the Kentucky game. I think he rushed himself back. They had five design run attempts, and he only had 25 yards against Kentucky's defense. Yeah. I, I still think I go Kentucky, just in, and they're going to spread the ball around through the passing game. They yeah, probably won't be able to run the ball again. And their offensive line, they're also shifting everybody over. Their guards moving to tackle. They got two new starters already this week. That's kind of concerning when it's week two and you're already moving around your offensive line, though. No, that's big, that's big <laughs> facts. Know? I also think that they're going to be able to get after Richardson a lot more just because they can man spy. You know, that's not what Utah does. Yeah, so I'd probably still lean Kentucky. I don't. I might wait. If we get a seven, seven and a half, which we probably won't, I'd probably play it. Or maybe I look to bet that thing live. Florida goes down, scores right away. Hell, maybe they go up fourteen nothing, and I get I get a nice really a nice like a ten, with, like a uh, nine and a half or a ten and a half or something. Yeah, because I do like Kentucky. I like Kentucky. Yeah, that that would be the only thing that I would play. I would not play Florida. I know that the, I know uh, Chase Kitty really likes Florida, which concerns me. Obviously, I this like week Chase he does? Kitty. Yeah, he does. Hmm. I like I Will Levis. I think he. I think Will Levis might end up being the second or third quarterback taken in this draft. I hear some people say that he could be the number one overall pick. I don't think that's going to happen. C.J. Stroud will be the number one overall pick uh, unless his leg falls off. Right. Let's move over to Wake Forest Vanderbilt. I got a really quick uh, update on this game. Sam Hartman is playing. It's Sam Hartman's season. I thought my over eight and a half win total was dead because we didn't know when the hell he was coming back. He's back. He's going to play, and it's Vanderbilt. I know that it's. Went up six and a half to 13 and a half. And I love Hartman. Is he worth seven points to the spread? Probably look at the numbers he put up last year. Wake Forest or nothing for me. Yeah, it's the same situation. I don't like that. I got late on the number. I went from, you know, six and a half to 10 and a half to 12 and a half to 13 and a half back down to 13. 
But if I had to do anything, I would just say, okay, Sam Hartman, if he ends up playing, okay, if I get, I'm probably going to wait until the game, yeah. like right before a kickoff, because they did say he was cleared to play, but they didn't say for sure he was going to play yeah. and that he was going to be the starting quarterback. I need that information because if he doesn't play or is he's he's limited in how much he can, I can't I can't do it. Yeah, so I'm going to pass on that game. But, yeah. man, do I want them to win nine games. And I just love Sam. Uh, Carolina, Georgia State. I bet Georgia State plus seven and a half. Carolina, both weeks, not very impressive. Offensively, don't get me wrong. Defensively, they stink. Drake May, I do like him, man. 24-34, 354 yards, four tutties and no picks. And then he rushed for 76 yards and a touchdown. I really do like him. Um, but Carolina's defense is awful. They gave up, they gave up 24 points to Florida A&M. You know, my uncle used to be the head coach at Florida A&M. I did not team. know that. Took him to the NCAA tournament twice. Mike Gillespie. Did not Lesby. know that. Yeah. Uh, Appalachian State, 664 total yards, including 376 through the year. Is that a lot? 288 on the ground. Man, Carolina's defense is terrible. It is Georgia State. Uh, Georgia State did not look very good against South Carolina, but I actually kind of like South Carolina this year. And here's what's weird about that game. If you go and you look at the box score, obviously it was a blot. It was 35-14. to 14. It's Spencer Rattler season at South Carolina. They cover as 12.5-point favorites. But if you look at the box score and you look at the yardage and you take away the turnovers, 311 yards, they actually outgained South Carolina. 311 to 306 total yards, yet they lost 35-14. to 14. Um, Want to know why? Because they had... Uh, Let's see. One, two, three. They had three punts blocked. Two of them returned for touchdowns. That's wild. So they actually they outgained them. I think they're going to not only cover the number, I think I might sprinkle a little money line on really? Georgia State. Yeah, Georgia State. Georgia State's beating I, I'll tell that. I don't have any real feel on this. This is not a game that I would even really like think don't about. Don't take the money line, though. Take the points. I'll, take the, I'll take just the, take, take Georgia State to cover that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, the quarterback did go 7 of 29 passing. We can't do that against it's Carolina's defense. What's the Carolina's total defense? Uh, let's see where that is. I, you know, I, I actually stayed away from the total, even though I loved the over in that I App State game. Like it went over. over in the third quarter. Yeah, I like the over maybe. Just like I know that UNC can't play defense. No, no, they so. they may be historically bad, even even in the ACC this year. Yeah. So what's the total? I can't find number? it right now. It's off the board. For maybe some it's off reason. the board. All right. Well, I'll look at it. That's a it's a lean for me. All right. So it's got to go- be in the sixties, right? Uh, no, I think, let, no, I have to check because it's going to drive me nuts. Really quickly, hold on. Let me go over to uh, my numbers here, and we go down. And Great we keep radio, going I down, know. keep going down. By the way, Alcaraz just putting on the heat. He's up 4-2 in this second, uh, in this second set. So, and it looks like it's 30-30, Alcaraz, and Alcaraz is now currently pitching. 64 and a half is the total. You like the over? I think I still do. I think I still do. I knew it was got to be in the 60s. So Georgia State opened up as nine-point dogs, and it's actually down to seven as I see this now. Yeah, love it. Love Georgia State. I like State. that. I like that. Uh, hopefully is oh, man, you got to get out of bounds right there, and we could have had a field goal attempt. 14-7 at the half. Central Florida leads. Couldn't even get a field goal on the board, but Malik Cunningham does go over on the uh, rushing total. Central Florida gets ball at half, which is not great for us for Louisville. 14-7, no. Louisville. 14 points through six quarters of football so far this season. And an offense that I thought was going to score some points this season. All right, we move on. So Wake Forest, we like. Uh, I'm going with Georgia State. That's actually my favorite bet this weekend, really? by the way. Okay, yeah, Carolina, well, Carolina stinks. Carolina stinks. I'm bolding that. Um, I did not like think about this game, but you have my attention. Duke and Northwestern play a football game. There's a good chance that you'll see the next uh, Mike Greenberg on that field. 
next great broadcaster, maybe a couple doctors, maybe some lawyers, maybe some dentists. I don't know, a bunch of smart kids. I could tell you this, Duke is 0-7 against the spread in their last seven games against a team with a winning record. 0-4 against the spread on, in their last four road games against a team with a winning home record. I know Northwestern only beat Nebraska. Sorry, Cam. But that was a nice win, and I love Pat Fitzgerald. Pat Fitzgerald. If he didn't love his former school so much, Northwestern, he could be at least a coordinator in the NFL. For you know, before sure. Matt LaFleur got that job, people were talking about maybe Pat Fitzgerald being the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. I'm I like watching him. this uh, New Mexico game as well. There's a lot of things on. A lot of screens. S- scoreless right now. 11.41 to go in the first quarter. New Mexico. You have the under? Facing over. a second and 10. Yeah, it went over in All this right, game. Cool. Really, really small. Half of a unit. Just, 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 just for, for S's and giggles. Pizza. S and giggles because when I get home at midnight, I'm going to want to watch football. Other than Joliet Catholic, big game, no spoiler alerts. Ryan Holinsky, uh last week or two weeks ago, actually, yeah, week zero, 314 yards, two tutties, and my guy Evan Hull. Uh, because the weird thing for Northwestern last year, so Northwestern, since I've literally, you know, started watching college football, let's go back to the Rose Bowl year. They always have running backs, Justin Jackson, that go over a thousand yards rushing. Last couple of years, the run game has not been what it was, so I like to see Hull run for 119 yards. So give me, you heard this right, Northwestern minus 10. I'll lay the 10 against Duke. I like that as Duke's well. Duke's terrible. I think Northwestern's actually a better team than than people think. I think I think they They're win gritty. seven or eight games this season. I mean, man, other than the last, I mean, the last couple of years have been a disaster. Secondary's a little sus, but. Pat Fitzgerald do? doesn't have it very, I mean, you, you got to have a perfect GPA. I had a buddy that played football at Northwestern, literally was getting a B in class and had to sit out a week. Really? I'm not kidding you. Yeah, very high academic expectations at Northwestern, which is why it's pretty remarkable what Pat Fitzgerald has done uh, his time there. I love him. Go Pat Fitzgerald. Go Cats. Chicago's Big Ten team, baby. They're winning by at least 14. Uh, Missouri takes on Kansas State. You know my thoughts on Kansas State here, right? You got anything here? I have nothing here. Well, I love Kansas State. Even though Adrian Martinez has cost me money for what seems like last decade at Nebraska, he didn't have to do literally anything last week, and I loved it. In fact, I think, so Kansas State ran for over 300 yards. Martinez barely had to drop back. I think he had 85 yards passing. I don't have it in front of me. But, man, you, I'm looking at Missouri's injury report. A bunch of dudes on that list on both sides of the ball. Last week in their win, they forced three turnovers. I don't think Kansas State's turning the ball over three, four times in this game, especially if they're running for 300 yards. Missouri is 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six games, if you go back to last season. I like K-State big, actually. Uh, they made me a lot of money last year with the win total. For some reason, it was only 5.5. I'm going to keep rolling with them. Love Deuce. Love Adrian Martinez. Love the whole coaching staff. Go K-State.